Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi guys, welcome to Adulting, the podcast where I pick people's brains about all the things you're supposed to know, from the mundane to the taboo, but it turns out that we actually don't know a lot of these things. So today's guest is Kalpana. She is personal financial editor at Hearst Magazines and consumer editor at Good Housekeeping, Red and Prima. Hello Kalpana, how are you? Hello, I'm good, how are you? Very well, thank you. So could you tell us a little bit of how you got into it and how you have so many roles? Oh, oh, well, why I have so many roles is just um, because I'm a bit crazy, maybe. I don't know. Um, how I got into um, journalism, full stop, is, well, one, um, a lot of determination. Yeah. Um, you do need that for anyone wanting to get into journalism. And um, so I actually started on a, um, what I call a pensions journey. I started... Um, working on a title at the FT group called Pensions Week, okay. which I actually loved. It was a great starting point because it really sort of, it was such a great training ground to become a real news journalist and I loved it. But then that's how I also fell into financial journalism. Yeah. So I did that and I moved around the FT quite a bit, doing various things and also I started writing a bit for the newspaper, etc. And then I went freelance and that's when all the excitement happened actually for me. So the reason I actually went freelance, one, I thought it was really glamorous that, you know, freelancers sit on a sunbed and sit by the pool while <laughs> yeah. they write articles. It's not like that at all. No. But I was also pregnant at the same time because I've got two children and it just felt like the right time to yeah. get um, try it. And I'm really glad that I did because I actually, in a way, got to reinvent myself as a journalist because I went from writing from a B2B to start doing more personal finance stuff. And was it always finance that you were looking to write about? How did that become your niche area? Um, probably by accident. I actually wanted to be an investigative journalist okay. where, you know, you go undercover and yeah. find all these. So um, finance was something I actually fell into, but I ended up really liking it. Um, so I just carried on that with that, with my freelancing. And actually, with my freelancing, one of the things that I did do is I created a blog, which was called Mummy Money Matters. And that was, in a way, a turning point for me because the pickup on that was so high. Yeah. And I ended up doing a lot of TV work. So I started working for Channel for Super Screen. So I started doing more yeah. generic consumer stuff and more personal finance as well. So And that's how I – and then I actually did do some freelance with Good Housekeeping. And then, you know, got build your contacts over time. And I've been doing it for quite a few years, so. That's amazing. It's so interesting. But what I think that where the gap is, because I think it's great that you're right, you went into an area that had so many more people reading, consuming, taking it in. But the gap seems to be for this kind of information in your 20s. I mean, I know there's good housekeeping and things like your blog, but maybe people in their 20s or late teens aren't taking in any information about finance, especially girls. I think the millennial generation, we feel 
women especially maybe because of the way that finance is gendered in the media feel a little bit lost when it comes to money when you say gendered in the media do you feel that it's too directed towards um, male readers or yeah I think when you see like a men's magazine it's like invest um how to like double your hard-earned cash and then women's magazines are like spend splurge yes so (laughs) we have actually seen research on that in the way um the terminology in the press is used and it might not just be national newspapers or magazines whatever it is um I actually feel that it's more scaremongering what you read about in national newspapers. So actually, when you read something and it's so scary, you're going to just shut it and walk away from it. Why would you listen? And actually, um, but now, and also money's always seen as a taboo subject. And Definitely. Parents, right? So um, my parents were actually a little bit open and or certain things but other things that we just didn't discuss so I think you pick it up from your parents actually rather really than the media true. so if your parents are going to be open and talk to you about money you're more likely to do that as well and also with your friends yeah you, you don't go out for dinner and start chatting about bank balances no. or but what's happening I feel in, within the finance industry as a whole is we've got this whole new um, innovation companies coming up fintech and they're launching all these amazing apps and it's gamification and that's oh, really wow. targeted at millennials yeah. because and actually that really is a talking point because if I've got a really nice app and it's all about money, I'm going to talk to my friend and about share, it. And say, hey, look engagement. at this app, look, it's telling me I'm doing this and oh it's brilliant, you should get it as well. And the, these new challenger bags actually are very targeted towards millennials. So without actually naming any, some of them will again bring in that gamification into it. So you know, you can literally put pictures of your goal and your something to aim for. It's so yeah. visual and it's it's really changed. It's not the high street anymore. Yeah, I and get what you mean. So I think the world's changing. Definitely. So I think, and they are talking to millennials. I mean, millennials are so well researched at the moment. And um, so they are targeting millennials to a certain extent, but women as well. And women, we, we have so many different life stages right uh, you know and, and and you know you can have a child in your 20s you might have a child in your 40s and that's um so important to be able to talk to women in the right way and that's something which I am doing at Hearst now actually is working on a financial proposition where we can talk to women of all ages Definitely. and in their language as their friend I, not, I saw yeah. something that you tweeted actually it was from one of your articles I think it might have been an actress that had said it and it was um, I want to teach my daughter that she can earn money so that when she's older she's never trapped in a relationship with a man Absolutely. and isn't financially dependent how do you think the economy has changed to in terms of more women going to more high power jobs or not even high power jobs just earning enough to sustain themselves and how do you think that's changing the economy or changed the way that money should be managed in media in general life well, I just think at the moment, generally, um, and it is people, it's Mira Sile that had said it, and um, I was just quite, you know, I, I really love that quote. No, yeah. one, no one should be held back by right. money. No one should be forced into, forced, feel like they're forced to stay in a relationship because of money. 100%. Um, what's changing, I think, yes, women are going into, um, you know, more high-profile jobs. They're obviously there's all issues with gender pay gap but right. you know we we were so aware of things that we weren't maybe 10 20 years ago and actually young females today I feel they are a bit more clued up they're not as clueless Definitely. as people might think they're quite clued up they do realize that there's a future and I want to be independent and I think I see it a lot on social media you see the hashtags or like you know women who can yeah and, and it's just actually it's really 
inspirational for the young girls out there to say, yes, I can, and I am going to do it. And we see such positive role models out there. Yes. And I don't feel any of that existed. Actually, I don't think that existed for me when I was a teenager. No. I, I didn't see that. 100%. I spoke to my mum on one of the previous podcasts, and she said the same. She'd never seen, really been around women who were going out into the workforce and putting their career first, which is really interesting. And I agree. I think there's a massive call to action for women to have more autonomy and work. But where I think there might be a bit of lack of understanding is there's the want but there's no real ground grounding of understanding of how do we invest our cash what is Mm -hmm. the real importance of investing now for the compound interest in the future and I don't necessarily think that whilst yes we all want to be really successful businesswomen there's a lot of bits underneath that maybe we can't haven't put together sure Sure. I think there's a definitely a lack of financial education yes. and that has been discussed in politics and actually government isn't really doing much to address that and I actually believe that financial education needs to come to school yes why should you come out of school knowing what investing is yeah and unless you take the initiative and go and find out yourself who's going to tell you about it and that's actually that's where you know someone like me comes in this I'm you know seeing it as my job to educate and empower Definitely. women to take control of their money, be in charge of it. And actually, one of the things that really annoys me is when people feel that they are taking control of their money by putting it in an average bank account and think, oh, yeah, it's getting a little bit of interest. Yeah. And, you know, I spend this much and then I do this. And, but that, that long-term investing, when, you, when you're so young and I'm going to touch on pensions and I no well, do, wouldn't. Yeah. But actually, when pensions is something that I learned that when you're really young, you just don't see it as an important thing. And the word pension is actually quite a horrid word. I I think it's fair. quite scary. When yeah. my, my auntie said this to me maybe last year, said, you really need to think about doing a pension. I was horrified. I was like, no way, because I think people associate that with with negative connotations. Definitely. Whereas actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm dying. Yeah. Um, but actually, it is a really positive thing that we should all should be thinking about now, really. Yes, so 20s, absolutely ideal time to start putting away for a pension. But... Who, which 20-year-old wants to put money into a pension? Because actually what they want to do is actually I want to get onto the property ladder. Right. Um, I want to retire before I'm 40, so I'm, I'm looking for a way to get rich quick. And, you know, but it's that there is a knowledge gap and that totally has been addressed in so many different ways. And one of the things I'm doing is actually at Hearst is really writing articles where people can look at it and think, actually, I can act on yeah. that and I understand why it matters. Whereas, and it's just small implementations. Yep. And again, I think there's a lot of people in the finance industry that are doing a great job and and the inspiration is actually there. It's building. It's yeah. getting there as well. It's just spreading it out. I met three um, high-profile CEOs in the last month and actually those women would not have been there five years ago. No, that's and incredible. They, and they're, you know, they're leading the way and they appreciate that. We're going to talk to women. Actually, it's been really scary even when you pick up a leaflet um, about investing or whatever it is, it's so scary. It's so boring. Yeah. It's so dull. Why would you? you but know? aside from it being scary and maybe the knowledge gap as well, there's the problem that people just don't have any money. Millennials now, there's articles being like set to rent forever. And, and whilst we've got the problem of this huge chasm between the rich and the mm. poor, social media showing people these luxurious lives that are so unattainable to most people, how does your average Joe millennial, what age can we expect to be financially independent? Because I think, I mean... I am financially independent. Technically, I pay my own rent, my own rent, I pay my own bills. But there have been times, especially when I was at uni, when I'd run out of money and have to ring my mum or dad and say, I need 50 quid to get some food. Yeah. And that's not being financially independent. And that seems to be a trending that that's going on later into your adulthood than before. Absolutely. I think it's a lot harder for students these days as well, because obviously we didn't have student loans before. We now do. Yeah. Um, 
property market is just out of reach yeah. for a lot of people. How do you say? Um, can I just tell you how I did it? Yes. So I, well, my parents, I mean, I didn't grow up in a privileged background or anything. My parents didn't, um, you know, hand me um, pocket money. It was really as and when they had it, they'd give me some if I needed it. It was really when I needed it. I didn't like that, but, you know, it was no. the way it was. Yeah. But I was so determined. I don't know. It must have, maybe it was embedded in me. I don't know. But I wanted to be independent. So actually, I went and got a Saturday job. And that was when I was 15 because you could start working. And um, yeah. I was 15. I, I applied for loads of retailers, just a Saturday job. And my parents were like, yeah, if you want money, that's what you're going to be yeah. doing. And I worked all my school holidays and every Saturday. See, I used to do that, but I never, ever learned. I've, to this day, have not learned how to save. I worked from when I was like 14, used to work at a local, there's like a wedding place. It was amazing, actually, because you used to work like way more hours than you're allowed to, but you'd get so much money from that one weekend. But I never, I don't know where it's come from. I just have never learned how to save. I've got really bad. I actually am probably one of the worst people. I really need this advice more than anyone else. It's really, can I just ask, where do you think your money goes? Because... Is it on needs or wants? There's a big difference. I spend, I think what it is, I actually spend most of my money on food. It's just me not being practical in looking for ways to not yes, buy. So course. I'll just buy like asparagus that's like £1.90. And won't, yeah. You know, it's just almost me being really stupid and not yeah. forward thinking. I don't necessarily spend that much on clothes. It's mostly... I think we, literally we, it's like all food. <laughs> when I was younger, it was doing the reality things. It was is, friends I had and... a really interesting stat, and I'm going to see if I can find yes. it actually. Um, we consume way more than we need, and that's actually whether it's clothes, food, whatever it is. Yeah. we just have too much. Yeah. Well, I, want, I wanted to talk about this. I think this is one of the other problems with social media, is especially when it comes to fashion and fast fashion. There are so many things that people are buying these YouTube like yeah. fashion hauls and stuff. It makes people think that I've got to constantly, one, this whole thing about outfit repeating. Girls think you need a different outfit for every single day to the point where we're buying so much stuff, which is one bad for the environment in terms of the cheapness, the quality, who's making it. But also, how does it impact the economy if we're not investing in more expensive, more sustainable products? If we're buying throwaway things, what kind of impact does that have? Well, there's an environmental impact as well, and it does affect your bank balance because we've got cheap clothes around us now primark h&m zara whatever it is yeah. but, you know and it's how, how many black t-shirts do you have or, yeah probably like or, six or, or how seven many do you need six or seven black probably t-shirts? not no you're probably better off investing in one nice, nice little i know do you know and I, I i get i get that because we we are living in a culture where we are just overwhelmed with things being thrown in our mm. face and we just consume and consume we are, i i and i'll be honest when i even though when i had my saturday job um, I was quite good at putting X amount away into savings, and see that's beyond such good that. Control. I genuinely didn't. Have I that was control. very controlled, but I got that from my dad, and I'm see that's where I didn't get it from my dad. He it comes from the parents. Either. Yeah, it comes from the parents, and it's also about goal setting. My goal was I want to um, drive, and my parents were like, "Well, we're not going to pay for your driving lessons. We're going to drive you drive." Um, but then when I did pass my test, and I was like, "I want a car," and I, I just I wanted. You're making those small investments in yourself yeah, already. So, and I, I wasn't investing at the time. No one told me about investing. So I was putting it, but the interest rates are quite decent then. So it was fine. And, but I did go and buy like these tops. And do you know what? Actually, they meant nothing now. No. I look back and thought, actually, I wish I hadn't spent that money. And I probably wore them once. I am, because they were cheap. Yeah, I am bad because I do love fashion. I do like clothes. 
And I keep saying to myself, and you know what, my mum said this to me for years about having like a capsule wardrobe, we just have expensive things. But the other problem with that is that's not attainable to most people either to buy something, whereas most girls could afford to maybe buy a £10 top in H&M once a yeah. week. And that fulfills that need that we created yeah. to just keep buying. But we don't need it. But we don't need it. Yeah. But capitalism is so prevalent it's, and overwhelming yeah. for everyone. Exactly. I just think we, we as consumers, not just millennials, any age, yeah. we have way more than we ever need we just do and, and also we don't repair things we don't fix things we we throw them away yeah. if your socks got a hole in it um okay i'm gonna admit i don't ever repair socks i can't say for the life of me but um you know you you, you throw it away it's really you just go my... and buy yeah. buy 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 it's just so much so easy to do my dad was saying this about darning a jumper the other day when i was with my boyfriend and i'm like what's darning yeah. and then he then <laughs> proceeded to start darning his jumper and we were like yeah. okay but See, yeah it's very true you get a hole in something you know, you'll you be amazed one. at what you can learn from your parents and yes i actually grew up, grew up i um, my parents came from India in the 60s, so I was the first generation born and yeah. bred here. But for them, they came with nothing, and they were building a life as well as bringing up a family. And I, I watched them at their times of struggles, and yeah. I think maybe because I've seen that, I just thought, well, I've watched you struggle, and I'm not, you know, I've seen how hard it can be. Yeah. And I think you do learn from your parents. Definitely. But if you also pick up the bad things as well. So if, if you know, and I'm not saying millennials should blame their parents or anything, yeah. but you, there is a lot to be said about how you're brought up and what you learn well, from with your the, parents. The baby, 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 oh, blimey. Baby <laughs> Too many be, yeah, yeah, with the baby boomers. Obviously that was a generation of all the loans and yeah. all the banks just giving out money. So maybe that is maybe played in a little bit to the millennial idea of just shop, shop, shop. Shop. Yes, but also what I was, um, you know, you're asking, how does your average joke, um, get into savings? One of the things I was, everyone needs to be able to budget. Uh, you need to know what money yeah. you're coming in, uh, what's coming in, and if you want to be independent, yes, you might want to go and get a part time job. But what do you do with that part time job money? Do you just go and buy shoes every week, or do you go up for beers? Do every you night? have a goal? Do you, yeah. if you've got a goal and you can be quite serious about, um, and I'm don't get me wrong, I think it's really important to enjoy life and there's you know you should ultimately enjoy life but if if you do have a goal and you do want to buy a house then there there are things that you you know you have to be willing to do make so sacrifices you spend a lot of money on food you say so do you plan your meals every week no, um yeah. do you have a little shopping list or do you just go to the supermarket pick up this pick up that? how much food goes in the bin and it's hundreds of pounds it's if you're talking it, about the in worst terms of thing waste. is food i never i never actually said things away because i'm very good at eating everything but food. it's when i go to i should go to little which is what i normally do or brits and market yeah. and i buy it but it's when i'm coming home and i go to one of those like tesco the little ones mm, yeah it's more expensive in there i oh, swear yeah, they cost more. yeah they do and then they you have to buy be, yeah. i buy like because I'm, I'm like oh maybe did i buy that and then i'll buy random things so I don't need but if I was good and my boyfriend every Sunday does his shop at 11 yeah. and gets exact shopping and it's like that's his budget yeah. then I'd be fine but I'm just a very disorganised person so yeah. that never happens there's a lot to be said to be being frugal I you know yeah. my mum was always she brilliant with never throwing food away um, that's something I've learned over the yeah, years I and, I learned and, and well. you know being a mum of two children who don't always want to eat anything that's on the table it really annoys me it's like yeah, and I was never allowed to get away. No, I had to stay yeah. at the table until I finished it, which yeah. I think has scarred me. And so now I will always oh, my, finish. My plate got taken <laughs> was taken away because I just used to sit there chat chat chat. Oh and really? I was like, right, I've had enough of you. Just, oh no! I was like, I do want to eat it, you know. <laughs> um, but it was, um, yeah. I just feel that you know there, there are things that everyone can do, and in terms of you know being able to save, like I mentioned those apps earlier. Yeah. We there's technology nowadays that 
it wasn't there before. There was no help. You had to physically go into a bank account and yeah. to make that active decision to put money away and save. So you're right. Maybe the information really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now it's it's on a phone. Yeah. You know, just tap tap tap. And actually, I'm going to mention a. Um, there's an app. You, I'll tell you about it. Um, ask, remind me to tell you which one it was. And what it automatically does is, um, I think it's chip. This is chip, and um, it shifts money into savings automatically for oh, you. So clever. it looks at your spending, and it says, "Okay, this amount should be able to go into um, a savings," and it automatically does it for you. So That's there's a so lot, of good. and it's actually really good. And I know a lot of millennials actually using that, and just saying actually really, or and there's similar apps for investing as well, and they're just so good. Because I, I know certain does that big, help. Yeah, certain big corporation companies will if you pay a bit of your salary. They'll match it into like a pension, don't they? I think yes. Some... So um, you're every company basically. If you're um, working and you're offered a company pension, please don't say no. Is I would say if it's you should be automatically enrolled uh, if you're own, earning over ten thousand pounds. Yeah. And you can opt out, but if you don't, you will get automatically enrolled. So I I've come across twenty year olds who said oh, I don't want to put money into pension. You know, I, I could do better things with that money. You won't miss that money after yeah. a while. And actually, when you're 60, you're going to be really Glad grateful that, you that, that you did that. So, and that's just something I would say to anyone. If you're working, just say yes to that pension because actually your employer is going to give you some money and that's free money because if yeah. you don't take it, that's I it. think it's no one else true. I it. kind it's of just... spend whatever's there. So yeah. I could have a month where, because I'm self-employed, but I don't earn that much. And I'm fine. I'm just really, really frugal. But then the next month, I might earn a bit more. Yeah. And then I just kind of spend whatever's there. And I don't know. I think this mentality is instilled in me from gendered concepts that I've been so, like, I've had to, like, unlearn yeah. growing up. I, do you know what? There's just the simple term that I think everyone should have in there is pay yourself first. Yeah. yeah. And that pay is put it so away. True. And then spend. Spend after you've saved. Yeah, and that's so really why, good. Why spend? Spend all your money. Like, oh, I didn't get to save. You should be putting that away in savings. Yeah. So let's just say you've got £200 for a day, um, X amount into savings. And if you've budgeted, you should know what your needs are. Yeah. So obviously take that into account, do the maths. X amount goes into saving. That's my spending point. That's all I've yeah. got. And that's, I'm saying it's as simple as that. I appreciate No, it is that. really when simple. When you're freelance, yeah. you're... Um, Money can fluctuate up yeah. and downs, there, but you know you go by what you get in each month, and you've got savings. But but then also building an emergency fund because things go wrong in yeah. life. You know whatever it is. Um, you know you mentioned a boyfriend. I don't know if you live together or not, but um, if you did and something went wrong, you decided. You know yeah. again what we were talking about earlier. Can you walk out on your own? Are yeah, you financially so dependent on someone? And I'm so so passionate about every girl being able to stand on her own two yes. feet. And actually, I've had you know a family member who who hasn't been able to do that, and um, sort of said, you know, oh, I can't stand on my two feet. So I'm a bit feel a bit trapped, and no. it's it's not nice. I had a friend contact me recently who um, had been abused, and she she's out of the relationship, but she said I was financially dependent on him, and. What, what do I do? And it's a shame because I think that actually is a very common trope in our parents' generation. Yeah. A lot of women were stuck in relationships yeah. where not only that, but maybe really overarching religious ideas as well, which kept them in marriages and things yeah. like that. And one of the most important things you can do, you're so right, is to just make that security. And I think maybe the cusp of the problem is really that 
people just don't put it at the forefront right now because I think generationally we are a generation which is kind of in some ways revolting against the system, in some ways kind of saying, I don't want to do what's the done thing, actually. But you do, you have to take responsibility and you just have to, to live just, for today. Yeah, live everyone's today, got that attitude and... where they're like, we're just going to live our best life yes. and have all the fun, which is amazing, but simultaneously save. <laughs> but you've got to like I just, balance that. You know, people say money's not everything, um, but it's a lot of things. Yeah, it's and it's a the lot currency that keeps and us alive. It's, it's the, the confidence that it gives you, it's the independence that it gives you. It's the power that you feel by having that control, yeah. knowing that you um, put money away. And, you know, anyone that's listening and saying, oh, well, you know, I don't want to put money away for 10 years because I need it now. Well, I went backpacking um, a few years ago and I don't know why. I so I was, at the time, I was working at the FT and I, I, I took a sabbatical and I just thought, you know what, I've got this money, because obviously I'd been very good at saving, and but I don't want to take all of it with me, because that would be a bit silly. So I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So I just thought, actually, you know what, I'm just going to go and put it into an ISA. And I ended up putting it in a stocks and shares ISA, and it was £2,000, which was quite a nice sum to put away, actually. And I just felt, when I come back, just in case my job's not there, I've got a little bit yeah. of money to play with. I haven't touched it for about eight years. It's now worth almost £6,000. <gasps> That's so the good. power of investment, yeah. and that was just two thousand pounds with very little research. It was just the stocks and shares, yeah. and I just would it have earned that that four grand's worth of interest? Probably not in that space of time. So it's it's nice to hear what other people have done. So and actually, if you're young, you should the sooner you do it, the better. And it's exactly. the same occasion. The sooner you do it, the better because it takes that time to build. But with the investments, if you've got that money, do it now because you've got. The next twenty years potentially, if you just forget about it, you can even just put by a really small amount, even if it's like five percent of you what you're getting monthly. Yeah, you don't need to put a lot because the whole point of investment is that the longer you leave it, yeah. it can grow. You know, there might be times when it dips, but then you know it gets reinvested and it grows. It's just letting your money grow. It's being clever with it, and investing is something I feel everyone should Definitely. do. So everyone's listening probably like, okay, how do yeah. I get to invest? So what I'm gonna say is they're probably gonna ask you like, well how do I invest? Well yeah. actually if you haven't got a stocks and shares, um ISA and I'm gonna say ISA because that's tax free and the current limit is twenty thousand. That doesn't mean you need twenty thousand, it could be as little as one pound. Yeah. Put a small amount into that every month if you can, even if you put ten pounds. Yeah. And that's something that's going to be money that's going to grow at a faster rate than any bank account will give you. Okay. And yes, there are risks. I have to say that. Um, obviously, you know, but if you're looking long term, it's almost certainly always going to do you better. So, so that's, I completely agree. And now I'm going to go over so you're gonna go as soon as we finish this podcast. Stocks and shares one, not yeah, cash stocks one. stocks and shares one. Don't okay. worry about you. Right too young down. to worry about the cash one. So that investment's all one and good. Term. Can I just say that's long term? Yeah. So, don't, if you want that money in two weeks' time, don't. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not what it's for. But in terms of going back to property investment, what do we do when the property market is so expensive and our income with that going on? What what are we supposed to expect in the future in terms of being able to buy or? You're doomed. <laughs> no. I, no, it is. I, I no, did. I, I was have thinking sympathy. that anyway. It is really, really hard. And. Actually, a lot of millennials probably just say, you know, we're, we're fucked basically, you know, what, yeah. what do we do? Um, we, but a lot of people, what they do is some people are willing to stay with their parents for a little bit longer than they anticipated and maybe pay less in rent. 
Have and you found that that's a trend? So like I was yes. trying to look up, yeah, that a lot more people are having to oh, be yeah. much more dependent. And do you think that maybe that caught this kind of lack of financial independence because of external factors is maybe what's causing millennials to be a bit more infantile in there or a bit more resistant to growing up? Do you think it's all having kind of a uh, cyclical if, if effect? You, yes, of course it is, yes. Um, but if you did want to be independent and if you could set yourself a goal to be able to put something away and but make it a goal you can get out and there are there are mortgages um that can you know you, your parents can act like a guarantor you keep yeah. up with the payments there's there's loads of different schemes around help to buy schemes there's help to buy ISAs we've also got the new lifetime ISA so basically if you're under 40 you I can't remember what the limit is but um you put x amount of money in and the government gives you a 25 percent bonus oh, and that great. can only be used for first property or a pension so it has oh. to be used for that or you lose a bonus so there's loads of schemes out there and i would say have a look at um, gov.uk and have a look at it's gov.co.uk um but you can mention that url <laughs> um so and there's, there's there's a few schemes but ultimately you do need it's good to have a little bit of, yeah. you know, if you're going in with zeros. Obviously. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It be a lot harder. But I would say if you can use your parents in any way, do use them. The bank of mom and dad are very popular. Yeah, definitely. But obviously, popular. you know, some parents don't want to do that. Mm. Can't even afford to do that. Um, but... They're, you know, if, if you can approach them and say, you know, can you be a guarantor and there's mortgages that you can apply for or, you know, but it's just that getting that chunk of money. I think some people also have the issue with, obviously after the recession, so many people's parents were hit so hard. Of course, yes. You can't fall back on that. Have, I'll be honest, I, if I'd asked my parents for yeah. that, they probably would have said, well, we, no, we don't have any money yeah, to give you. I, yeah. But I was always forced to be independent and I, I knew that that wasn't a question that I, the most I got was car insurance from my dad and that's all I ever got. No, I did. They, you know, but then they, you've they, learned so much in, in, I felt in your own time. I was okay. just thrown into the deep end, but I didn't have it as hard as millennials they do today. Yeah. I didn't have to, um, house prices. Well, my mum was saying they bought their first house. It was all theirs at like 21. She was like, it was amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Can you imagine? Yeah, so it, that's probably not going to happen for a lot no, of people no. today. Because I remember when I was younger, I really thought, this is ridiculous. I have a friend whose mum lives in Maybelle. Gorgeous, but obviously I'd never be able to afford that. But I literally thought when I was like 14, I was like, oh, I'll just, when I'm 18, I'll go to uni. And then when I finish uni, I'll buy, have a flat like that. I'll never, I'm 24 now. I could, I don't know when I'll be able to buy a flat, let alone one yeah. somewhere like that. And it's really funny because your concept of, it's just the timeline's been very stretched from what you expect. Of course, yes. I think most, I think as we're starting, it was like most people expect to be financially independent by the age of 23. Yes. It's really not the case. Absolutely no, it's it is it is really difficult, and actually I know a lot of millennials who do live with their parents. Yeah, and partly that's um, some of it's cultural as well. Yeah, because um, I grew up in a culture actually it's quite normal to live with your parents until you get married, 
And if you're a, and shockingly, if you're a woman, you you go off with your husband and live with their family. Yeah. And then if you're a bloke, then your wife comes and stays with your family. It doesn't quite happen, but it still does. And a lot of them are millennials because they realise, well, actually, we'll, we want Save to get married, money. but we can't really afford to go and buy our own house. So we're going to um, live with our parents. And yeah. Do you know what? Some people actually don't have a problem with it. Some people do. Um, it's probably hard if you're trying to do that as a married couple. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you might say, I'm going to commit for the next three years or something. That and option. stay with my parents. And actually, yeah, um, the parents are going to have to work a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, in terms of helping their children. And I think that's where a lot of millennials are going to turn to. The bank of mom and dad. Yeah. And it rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's very good. Now we have to touch on because I'm, I'm desperate to talk about it just because it's so in the zeitgeist. Gender pay gap. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you, what's been going on with you personally? Have you found out anything? I suppose within your industry, it's quite female led. It is. And, um, so I won't talk about her specifically, yeah. but, um, as uh, I'm glad, to be honest, I'm really glad that this is now out in the open yes. and people are having to be honest. I'm quite shocked at some of the things I've seen. But what really shocked me is actually I was reading an article on um, financial news. It was the comments that were being made around it by um, certain companies saying, oh, yes, um, what's it saying? It was something along the lines of, um, you know, some skills and knowledge um you require higher pay and it, but it almost like shooting yourself in the foot. Are you saying women do not have that this knowledge? This argument is really annoying. So they're like, it's just that's that jobs. Really yeah, yeah. They were like jobs that are done by men. No, it's just that men pick jobs that are paid more. And it's like, no, those jobs yeah. are paid more because men are doing them. Yeah. And it's also because go back, go back to like hegemonic masculinity, being in schools, boys taught to play rugby, all these ideas yes. of like, being fierce, like doing things which are very heteronormatively masculine, yes. eventually lead you to do these high-powered jobs. Whereas women, are, are, our girls are taught to be gentle and do art and be creative. Not that those jobs can't be amazing. Yes, absolutely. But it starts very young, this whole idea so, of programming <laughs> you into a... That that gender, stero- gender stereotype right, really annoys me. So I've got two boys. Yeah. So um, my son, who was, he's just turned five, and actually he was four when he said this, I told him... Get pajamas on, get in bed, you're getting on my nerves. And he was like, why? And he goes, because I'm the boss, do as I say. Yeah. And he just looked at me in the face and said, girls can't be bosses. You're joking. And I was like, did he just say Where that? Where did he learn that at school? That's what I mean. Where did he learn that? Because That's, not in my household. No. Right. So I was really, really, um, shocked by that. Actually. Yeah. Coming from a four year old's mouth and, and, and his perception was that really mean kind of, so I said, who's, you know, who's your head teacher? Is she a girl? He calls everyone a girl. Yeah. Yes. Um, who's your actual teacher? Girl, is she the boss? And he's like, he looked at me and thought, no, you know, she's still not the boss. And so fine. Okay. So we'll address that. And, uh, <laughs> but then my, my eight year old and come up with quite a sweet thing. And I've, um, cause he, he reads the week magazine and he, oh. I just love him reading that because yeah. I force him to read it almost because I want him to pick up on things. And he was reading about the gender pay gap actually. And, and he said to me, mommy, just because men are stronger doesn't mean women should get paid less. And I was like, yeah, it's mm. true. And it's just like, it's just stereotypes. But, but the comments from the finance industry is what really shocks me. When I read that article. And is it lay people or is it actual people that work for these people, companies? Senior people in this industry have been so asked ignorant. to comment on their gender Reasoning. pay gap report. And I was so shocked. I was like, really? 
How arrogant can you be? So I do feel like there's still a lot of arrogance out there. I just um, think the misogyny but, is so highly entrenched, especially when you're looking up at the top, at the big white man yeah. inevitably sat at the top of some industry. Yeah. They are going to perpetuate these ideas because that's what keeps them in their privileged position. That's if how privilege the works. Same, if you're doing the same job... You should get paid the same. They should be safe. There was a really um, good, I think it was Danish or something advert. Did you see with the children? They got, they were made to do the same activity, and then the boys were given a full cup of sweets, and the girls were given half a cup of sweets. I do remember hearing about this, but I didn't actually and it was watch it. So good, and all the children were like, "This is unfair. We did the same thing, even the boys, and they divided it really equally." So you're right; it's taught this injustice is oh, not yes, absolutely. a natural occurring thing. Yes, and I, I'm I'm so 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 glad that this has come out in the open. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I couldn't go back to where I work and know any better. I won't know, but um, you know, it's it's something that needs to be out there because actually, you know, women, we're you know, we're out there, we're doing we're doing powerful um, jobs, we're doing powerful things, we've got powerful opinions, and actually, you know what? Start listening to us. Yeah, we we matter. And um, so, I don't know if you've ever come across a lady called Helena Morris. She's got my children. Anyway, so, um, but she's quite often spoken about how she got passed for promotion because she was having a baby. And but that that argument is not gonna go down today. So yeah. you you know, if um you're pregnant, you you want to take a career break for whatever reason to raise a family, um it it's something you should be able to do exactly. without being frowned upon. But the or, point of equality is it goes both ways. We're now finally seeing men getting paternity leave, which is amazing. I actually um I think that is amazing. It's so it's shared parental leave yeah. um, you're talking about. So what really annoys me about that though is the men that don't take it up. Men are haven't been asking for flexible working to the extent that they should do, and I really feel that they should yeah. go out there and ask for it a bit more because they don't see it as their job yeah. to ask for flexible working. I work flexibly, you know, I have two children, but yeah. my husband has to work flexibly. But when I freelanced, he didn't have to do that. And he actually probably felt maybe a bit awkward asking. Like it wasn't his like, space. Yeah, he was like, oh, she's fine. He's very supportive and um, he's he's working flexibly. But there's a lot of men out there saying, no, no, it's not. I do this, darling, you know, I can't yeah. go and ask for a working from home day or I can't leave early. So, I was like, actually, you ask, more men should ask. Yeah. And actually, that's when that, the world that, will become Exactly, equal. it levels it out. I think that's what people don't see is you've yeah. got to look at both sides. And the shared parental leave, actually, it was in the, um, I don't know which paper, anyway, I read a report about it and how um, fewer men are actually um, taking that offer. Yeah. And please do, do so, so the world is changing. So, and I just think women... Um, I don't think anyone should step out in the world and feel that they're not confident, whether it's about money or career, whatever it is. I think, actually, you know what? You, you probably are very good at yeah. whatever you're doing and take control, and you can. And just don't be afraid to ask. If you don't know something, if you don't know about investing, I, it's, you know, there's so much information out there nowadays. Um, pick up a magazine. Yeah, <laughs> um, You know, pick exactly. up a magazine, read about it, um, Follow blogs and podcasts. You've got to go out and search for it. There's something I spoke about on my Instagram story the other day. You have to be proactive. Yeah. About what you were saying about having confidence and how it's so funny women are always asked, where do you get your confidence from? You don't have to have a reason to be confident. You're allowed to just have that self-belief. No one has ever gone up to any man and gone, where did you get your confidence from? Yeah. It's just not a concept. And it's like when you're applying for jobs and women will only apply if they're 60% sure. I mean, 100% sure they can do it. And a man has to be only around 60% sure and he'll go for it. 
I think of course, yeah. seeing a woman like you with two children doing all these different roles, being really That's successful. That's crazy. <laughs> no, but it's amazing and yeah. it's so nice to see. And also you're still being humble about it. If you're a guy, you would yeah. have stormed in here and told me about every job you've had and how little sleep you've had. And I think women need to be more like, this is amazing and it's so incredible I get, to I, I to do you. get asked quite a lot, how do you do it all? I mean, last night I got home and... Actually, I shot off to the gym and then I came home. Oh, God. So, make it all feel bad now. now. <laughs> and I got the kids ready this morning and, you know. <gasps> yeah, just, it's just, amazing. Just stuff like that. And it's, it's, it is really hard. And, but I don't feel anyone should say, um, can you have a career? Can you have a family? Or can you have a career and do whatever? And, you know, can I, and millennials, when we're talking about flexible working, actually, that very much applies to millennials because actually a lot of millennials do want to work flexibly. Yeah. So it's not just parents and, you know, families. It's, it's everyone wants to have that. There's definitely an cult. There's, yeah. a, there's a change in culture there. So as a millennial, I don't feel that you should be afraid to go into a job and say, can I, is there flexibility in the way I work? Does yeah. it have to be nine to five tied to my desk? Because it's not, I don't think it's just a mum or dad thing. No. No, it's, it is really hard. And I just, I just feel that the world's a very different place. And yeah. actually, if I was starting out in the workplace today, probably would want some sort of flexible working and actually um I don't know how you put but you know you say you're self-employed and actually it's quite unusual to come across someone in their 20s who's yeah. self-employed but a lot of uh, millennials actually do want to be self-employed. it's more it's increasing I've actually got loads of friends who've just gone actually I don't want to work for someone who's going to dictate to me yeah. I'm just going to go and set up my own business I think it's becoming more we're quite an entrepreneurial generation absolutely. I think absolutely and I actually totally you know I feel inspired by that because um, you know, I, I have a blog and yeah. actually, you know, it makes a bit of an exciting for me. I wanted to go back to work because once you've had children and you spent, you know, the last few years talking to children, you just want to go and spend time with adults. Yeah. But some, some people just want that balance. They want to work. They want to do. I think there's this concept of like side, side hustle. hustle. Yeah. Exactly. So this <laughs> Took is the what, words out of my mouth. Yeah. Someone spoke to when I did an interview. She's saying that her friend runs a business and for the younger people, he literally, he lets them work four days a week. They work slightly longer hours yeah. and he has to give them three days off because they all have other things that they do and, and they won't take amazing. a job. Me too. And I think yeah. it's really good. Um, but I do think that what's happening with technology and social media and, and just the way that we're making the world almost easier it just means there's just more time for work yes and everyone's just working more and more and then if you have to have a side hustle and do your social media and be a mum and everything else I think we're going to drive ourselves insane you you can do it though because do you know what I think employers are expecting millennials to come in and say I only want to work four days they are expecting that and millennials are expecting to go in and do that as well and I, I you know I just feel that if you went in for a job and you look at the person interviewing you and you say, is that where I want to be in 20 years? <laughs> sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Is it? Well, you know, if, if that person's inspired you and you really want to be there, great. And, you know, I work with some amazing women here and yeah. I love it. And I'm, you know, over the years, I hope that I will learn a lot from them, even at this stage of my career. Um, but I've worked in places where I just think, I do not want to be here in 20 years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And actually, I can see why it's nice to have that side I think that things changed because I remember speaking to my uncle once and this was a few years ago and he was and he was just flabbergasted that one I didn't really know what I wanted to do and two I didn't necessarily want to go to something definitely vocational and he was like no you've got to work yourself to the bone basically and then retire because that is such an old fashioned idea where you take a job you get any job you can get and as much money as you can save get retire whatever age and we've gone I think that's where this resistance comes in and was like 
no, I want to enjoy my job. Of course. I yes. want to have, I don't mind if I maybe don't make as much money. I'd rather make every kind of minute of my day a bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Do, I, do you feel like that's something that's changed? Um, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. And again, it, it does really come back to how you, what's yeah. been embedded you bit into and your, your brain by your, your parents. point of privilege as well within yeah, society. I mean, you know, I come from an Asian background and actually going into journalism was like, what? Journalism? Media? Yeah. What on earth is that about? You know, um, so it, and, um, I just kind of, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And actually, even then it was just, I'm just going to do what I want to do and see where it gets me in life. And I just think it's, it is important to work. And I'm, I see a lot of things on social media where there's a lot of, inspiration quit your nine to five and yeah do that's this. quite dangerous I think. but what i say is quit your nine to five and you're going to be very unhappy when you have absolutely no money and a huge pile of debt yeah that's the worst thing that can happen to anyone is where you you know you're just so into enjoying life you're so into i want to do my side hustle and i like camp because i'm just going to enjoy it and enjoy it and actually what you're doing is building debt I think you've got to have a good balance yeah I mean don't be stupid along the way if I'm honest um no you're right you're so right sensible yeah if you can be sensible in life why you know so yes get a job earn some money um build something so if you do want to do side hustle and you don't know what it is and you do I am I'm absolutely into doing side hustling no matter what your age yeah do something on the side that you want to do but don't just quit your job because someone's on social media saying, I know. look at me, I quit my... Yeah. Don't fall for quick, you know, get-rich-quick schemes because yeah. everything needs a bit of hard work and Agreed. determination. So I don't believe in any of that, basically. Yeah, like, I think I mean. there definitely is this idea that I have loads of friends who've just gone travelling and kind of haven't come back yet. But at some point, I feel like everyone's just putting off... I spoke about this in the first say, episode. Yeah. yeah, definitely go travelling. But there's like a waiting room. So uni's like the waiting room where you finish school but you haven't quite entered your life. And some people just kind of extend their stay by yeah. going travelling or not really. But at some point, you're going to have to enter back in and, and pitch it. I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you can yeah. emancipate yourself from everything, including yeah. capitalism, consumerism yeah. and course. all the rest. But of course, I mean, I, I, you know, I just, yeah, like I said, I think it's really, really important to have a balance. Actually, someone emailed me um, a couple of weeks ago and saying, um, I'm really fed up with my job. I'm so fed up. So, and she was actually writing the blog. She goes, so I'm just, can someone, can you give me some ideas how I can make money from my blog? And I'm just going to quit my job. And I was like, well, what do you have in savings? She's like, well, not much, but I'm just so don't like my up, job. Yeah. And I said, why don't you see if you can go part time and then work on your blog, but don't yeah. just quit. No. And work on your blog, and because you're going to be, if you're sad now, you're going to be very sad yeah. when you've got no money. And um, I said, work part time or build a, build something. You know, it's a, a basis to, you know, work on. Even with social media, I think the problem is as well. Obviously, I work technically as a social media influencer but I hate that but I'm also a personal trainer and I do like to do online coaching and I have to. I don't get my whole income. I wouldn't be able to afford to from social media, um, just because there's certain things that I wouldn't do at my stage which I can the only things I can get are things I don't necessarily want to do kind of thing but I think people view it as suddenly you might notice someone pop up on social media and you think it's overnight but people blog for years and years and years before there are some people who are amazing and will get a million followers in a few months and make a killing but a lot of people for me I did like blogging for three years before it was really anything that I ever made money out of Mm. and even now it's probably just a similar income to my friends with quite normal jobs 
Um, and it's not actually a quick fix. I think some people think now because it's instantaneous. Yeah. It's not instant. It does take background yeah. working. And it's pretty much round the clock sometimes yeah. because you can't um, just switch Leave it no. if you want it to, um, if it's going to be an income stream. And we're talking about blog specifically, there's loads of other things that people do. I just don't look for the quick fix. It's That's not what it's about. Yeah. I don't think that's the, the life anyone, no. in my opinion. I wouldn't say that to my children. Just, you know, sit around and hope that it will, the world comes to you. No, you go out in the world and you go and get what yeah. you want. That's the way I see it. And it's and an investment in yourself as well. If you, yeah. if you take that time, and it's all about your well-being and like finding something you love, fine. Yeah. But you might have to work for the, you might have to make cups of tea yeah. for a month or six months as an intern before you get to do the thing Hopefully you want to do. Not that long. Yeah, I know. That would be, especially <laughs> if it's unpaid. Be <laughs> it wasn't being paid and then you made loads of teas. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And, you know, people, I, I get approached by a lot of um, journalism students and I'll, how do I get that? And I always say to them, you know, be determined. Yeah. And don't, just don't give up. Don't let, and don't let other people put you down because I've been put down so many times in my life by family members yeah. uh, or just people making snidey remarks about something like that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and I'll show you because I, you know, it's not, it's not just like, oh, talk. It is. I just think if you really want something, you go out there and you can get yeah. it. If you really want to say you want to be rich, go out and invest your money. Don't go into Primark and, no and buying t-shirts every week. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't go buy, go buy <laughs> No, you know, learn to budget, learn to know what your needs are, what your wants are and get that balance. Don't be afraid to work hard. Don't be afraid to save hard and just, you know, and have goals. Yeah. Know what you want because it's very hard to save if you haven't got a goal. Um, I, I think, I mean? yeah, yeah, I also think it's really important that you realize that whilst enjoying your life's great, you actually don't get any bounce back if you're not working hard. Things don't, like, it's like food doesn't taste as nice if you haven't bought it. You know, like when you make something, yeah. it tastes really good because you've made it. Yes. It's like it's when you easy, work yeah. hard, you can't have the highs, like the lows. So if you're, the other pressure I think people find is a lot of friends want to go out every night. You can be that person that says, actually, I'm not going to go out every night. I'll go out yeah. on Friday because I don't want to do pressure, that. Yeah. And you have to decide that actually I'm going to work hard so that I can play hard. Yeah. But everything is, feels better and is more enjoyable it's a bit when like, you've got a balance. Absolutely. It's a bit like, and I, I'm not saying that anyone should really go on a diet, diet, you know what I mean? But you know, if, you, if you're trying to um, get into a certain, I don't know what, let's just say you're going on a, a diet or you're trying to get into a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. But you're going out every day. Yeah. Really? It's, what you help, it's, it? it's a bit like that with money though. It's like, well, I'm trying to save, but you're going out yeah. pretty much every weekend. Yeah. Every weekend and it's not cheap. So um, I just think it's, not, you know what you want in life and have those goals in mind because I always find it's really hard to say if you haven't got a goal I just I think it just helps mentally yeah and I agree know what it's the same that it makes complete sense if you have to print a picture yeah. and stick it on your wall do it you know yeah and actually um when I um learned to say well I didn't have a goal actually when I was um probably about 10 when my dad took us to a high street bank account opened a savings account yeah. but it was um a passbook so you can actually see i had that like a nationwide yeah. one i loved it because they put the little stuff yeah, yeah and then you out. see how much you get and i really loved seeing that figure go up yeah like, wow this is great so, i remember and i used to get like 70p me. interest as well yeah. like every you get like a little right, bit of interest yeah. you'd be like and really it's just excited such, such a visual thing so it true really worked. and it's a bit like that as you grow up i think you know it's the same sort of thing um you know just I'd say just go with the app because that's all yeah. you need nowadays. It's on your phone. It's at your fingertips. Yeah. And just what you will just love watching your savings grow. Yeah. 
download the apps like Chip, for example, and that's just one that I'm mentioning here. Um, you, if you want to get into investing, there's ones like Moneybox, for example, automatically invest money for you. Um, you know, you have to look at things like what the fees are because you don't want them to be too high. Yeah. Don't go to High Street to open a stocks and shares, like for example. Okay. Um, go to sort of specialties like well, you can ask me later yeah. on you want, but um, <laughs> you know, there are things that you know do it right. Um, and but I just feel everyone could get there with a bit of guidance. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just it's just an active choice. I think that's what you've got to do. You've just got to actually decide that right now, actually, I am going to take responsibility. Finance is something I need to think about. Yeah. I think for so long it's something that you're very much not in control of. That when you are, a lot of people go, "I'm just I'll do it next year, or yeah. I'll I'll start when I'm older." It off, isn't yeah, it? and it's the, we do suffer inertia. We yeah. everyone has inertia, and it, it's whether it's finances or you will put off things. That yeah scare you or you just don't really interest you and we'll do it I'll, and then I'll once you do it you always feel you know. better it's like when you're like oh I don't really know if I want to go to the gym and then you go and actually and like, oh, I feel, feel so really much good. better yeah. now I've just done that yeah. and it's just habit then once yeah. you have that sorted you know what? I'm so excited to go home and like organize yeah. my oh, finances yeah. and now you can just like phone me up and yeah. say, help you oh. and that's fine but you know what it's just like simple things and also we, we you know creatures of comfort aren't we as yeah. well we get too comfortable with things and it could be something simple. As and you don't know how, yeah. And you're just so comfortable um, sitting in the, the bank accounts that you can go to now. There's just so much choice. And actually, you can get one that serves you better. And I, you know, I remember asking a friend saying, Oh, how long have you been with XYZ? Oh, since I was 18. I was like, Well, why? What did you get from <laughs> yeah. them? You could get, if you've got, you know, you could get a better service, some sort of interest rate. And like, it's like, Oh, yeah, but I just can't. So it's just been there with since so yeah. yeah but don't step out of your comfort be zone be bothered be bothered yeah. step out of that that comfort zone we all need to as well and it's a bit like that with jobs as well I suppose over the years you could get very yeah that's very true so and again and I'm you know I just feel everyone should have a goal for almost anything that they really want to do and yeah. and, and aim high Agreed. Yeah. especially women with... no more imposter syndrome because I, I think that's just, the biggest just, you're taking words sorry <laughs> I, I get imposter syndrome. Yeah. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. This is not me. And actually, you know what? Just, I'm not going to say get over it because we all, we do do get it, but I don't feel that you should, you know, let that stop you really. Actually, you like do it a mediocre middle, middle class white man, isn't that saying? <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just, um, for me, it's just, I've always been determined yeah. and, I always, you know, I'm, and hard work pays off clearly. And you know, I'll work. Sometimes I do um, more than I should. So you go out of your way. Um, I just think you have to be clever about it as well. Don't yeah. be stupid. You know, don't go and work twelve hours and only be paid for six or something yeah. like that. I'm not saying that at all. Um, there's a lot to be said to be just a bit sensible. Yeah, you know, I sound really boring now. No, you I don't sound boring be at all. Sensible. No, it's not boring. <laughs> but, I think you know, it's... I know as a mum, you know, yeah. I I I do find it quite hard to sometimes. My children are still quite young, and it's very hard to actually say to them, you know, you can't have Pokemon cards because they're ridiculously expensive yeah. anyway. But trying to teach them that as well. I think the problem, one of the reasons we're like so disenfranchised from it is because we're like, finance is boring. Finance isn't boring. Finance is actually really exciting when you think it about now. it. could yeah. be you get to go traveling or like finance is really sadly essential in so many areas we need to stop being it's boring it's mundane because it's not it, it's, it's going to be the power for you to yeah, do so many things it's it's a really it is a power base actually um 
I've, you know, I've been lucky enough to be able to save and have it. And actually, when I went travelling, when I went backpacking, I don't think I could have done that if I didn't have savings no. because actually my mum and dad would not have funded it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have wanted to go on a credit card. But having said that, a credit card's a good thing to have as long as you just, just to build your credit rating. Yeah, so, I haven't got um, one yet, but I will do that when I remember. <laughs> just spend small amount on it. And, and you can put a direct off. debit into it, yeah, can't you? Pay so it you off know. immediately so you're never paying interest. But it's just a way of building your credit score and actually that can something that can help you get yeah. onto a property ladder because when you apply for a mortgage, there's such a strict criteria now. So yeah. actually they will look at your spending habits and say, well, you're never going to be able to pay back a mortgage. So, so if you've already but, had something to pay back. But then. if you've shown that you're responsible when you're borrowing, so yeah. it really helps build up that credit score and something that everyone should check. Yeah, their credit definitely. Scores. And um, yeah, so it's all um, positive, I hope. Really positive. Yeah. It's been so helpful. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. I know, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot and I feel like a lot of our listeners will have learned things as well. Um, if people want to follow you more, obviously you edit Good Housekeeping Creamer and Red, right? Um, I'm the consumer editor consumer of Good editor. Housekeeping, Red and Prima, but I'm also the personal finance editor at Hearst. And do you and have, your, what's your Instagram, Twitter, any um, handles we can follow so you on? So Instagram and Twitter is both at Kalpana Fitz, that's K-A-L-P-A-N-A-F-I-T. I'll pop that in the I'll say that, Kalpana yeah. Fitz, yeah. I think that's on Instagram as well, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I'm quite responsive on Twitter. So Are you still doing it, your yeah. blog? I do have a blog called mummymoneymatters.com. Cool. Um, yes, so, so people can, can check that out as well. You can check that out and find all sorts of information on there. Amazing. And I'm very accessible, so if anyone wants to get in touch and ask me a question, shout out on Twitter, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kalpana, and I will be speaking to you soon, I think. About, and thank uh, you for pronouncing my name perfectly. I know. I've how been so, great Because is that? Uh, my name's really hard, so I know how to, well, no. you know, when people get it wrong, so I stress. Kalpana. Yeah, yeah. I'm it. always very forgiving, so I don't Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. Thank you. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.